0: Autobots, transform! Well, hey, welcome back to the Transformers Nitpickers podcast show. I'm Paul. I'm John, and today it is episode ten of season three of Transformers Animated. It is Decepticon
1: Air. This episode was written by Michael Ryan. <laughs> oh, have one second. Hey, Lou, can you get the Michael Ryan music ready? Oh, you mean this? That's the one. Thank you, Lou. Anyway, last time on Transformers Animated, the Autobots were freed from the Matrix uh, by Sari and her substitute Autobots. And in this episode. Balk and Sumdac uh, have built a space bridge on top of Sumdac Tower.
0: Yep, they got it all set up in record time, two coats of paint, but it's uh, still not ready, and they're both arguing over whose fault it is that it's not ready.
1: And while they're arguing, Sari throws in, yeah, it's a lot of like, if you hadn't done this, I'd have it done now. Oh, if you hadn't have done this, I'd have it done now. And Sari comes in and said, if you had I told me, I'd have solved it all. And they're like, what do you know about space bridges? And she says, I, yeah. Uh. <laughs> Because her dad basically calls her an idiot, even <laughs> though
0: he was solely responsible for her education up to this point. But uh, Prime reminds them that we have to get this thing working so we can find Megatron before he manages to regain control of Omega Supreme. And uh, these two just start arguing against us, sir. He just... Goes over to the computer, and her hands transform, and she types in a whole bunch of stuff, and bang, problem fixed.
1: So one of the neat things about this episode is there's a couple neat little references, and I'm assuming that's a Ghost in the Shell reference. So, you know, Michael Ryan, you get 0.01% you know, of a respect point back. But <laughs> this right here is my pet peeve with this show in general. It is suddenly sorry's a Space Bridge genius. Yeah, well, they ask her, how did you know what to do? And she's like, I don't know. It's <laughs> like...
0: Okay, it's not an explanation. It, it, but, and, you know, uh,
1: and and it will have no rule She can just do it. She can it, fix yeah. things that aren't broken. Whatever. It's the key is back. All hail the key. <laughs> anyway, we go to Sentinel Prime, who's on the elite guard ship, and he's interrogating all these captured Decepticons. He's not getting anything from them.
0: Nope. He wants names. He wants locations. He wants them now. And Lugnut's like, "We will never talk." And Megatron is the greatest thing ever. But then Jazz just radios in. He's like, "Yeah, hey, you're wanted on the phone, SP. It's the big."
1: wigs from cybertron and sentinel is a douche ball he's just a douche bag he's a douche sack he's douche everything he th- he was at a moment where he should have this should be his moment of growth he either becomes really bad or he starts to become good but instead he be, just turns into the same old sentinel here uh, fucking Michael Ryan. Yep, because the, the big wigs on the thing are Perceptor, Alpha Trion, and
0: Cliffjumper. And Perceptor, again, he's like, no, it's time we told Cybertron about that attack on Ultra Magnus. Sentinel's like, no, 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 just keep that hush-hush until I get back and take control. And Alpha Trion's like, yeah, about that. Uh, Ultra Magnus is still alive, man. We're not super cool about this.
1: Yeah, but he keeps pushing it. He claims credit for Prowl's attack, even or Prowl's capture, even though Cliffjumper, uh, or the, the Decepticons Prowl captured... Even though Jumper is like, uh, wasn't that proud? He's like, yeah, no, 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 whatever. <laughs> and they, eventually they just hang up on him. And then he starts yelling at Jazz to fly basically through the Mutara Nebula. Oh, is that what that is?
0: <laughs> I just called it the, the space storm.
1: Uh, this is, I'm thinking that's another reference. Star Trek II, rather Khan, that's the nebula they go through. It looks okay. just like
0: it. But he calls the, uh, the and twiddledum to the bridge <laughs> and tells them to bot their posts. I thought that was funny. But, uh, But yeah, Jazz points out, we're flying into this space storm, Commander, sir, but... uh because he's a fucking idiot, and because it's the quickest way to Cybertron, Sentinel says we're going through. Top speed.
1: It's not that big. It doesn't take them that long to get through, so they could have easily gone around it. But yeah, Sentinel, is he's not just saying top speed. He's yelling in Jazz's face of like, oh, have you kicked out of that? Like, he's a, just a dick for no reason again. And yeah, of course, because they go through it, they get in an electrical storm. And who should free and transform down in the holding cells but Swindle? Yep, he can transform again again, and what an opportunity
0: he has here. He takes the thing off of Lugnut's mouth, and Lugnut's like, remove our stasis cuffs, we must go home. It's like, ah, first there's a matter of my compensation. Yeah, uh,
1: I will say, as, as it was nice to have Weird Al back in the last episode. It's nice to have Fred Willard back and when I saw Fred Willard, uh, dear listener, as we're recording this, uh, uh, Fred Ward just passed which uh, saddens me. Uh, please go watch Tremors. Go watch Remo Williams if you can enjoy a real good bad movie. Uh, Fred Ward was great. But Fred Willard is back and as soon as he finds out that Lugnut is working with Megatron, he's like, oh, him. Yeah, yeah, no, he's my best customer, sure. And he frees everybody. <laughs> yeah,
0: you're like the cash register. Yeah. (laughs)
1: Noise as soon as he
0: says it, but yeah, he pulls the device out that removes their stasis cuffs, and then he just starts handing out weapons that are like half the size he is from this drawer in his chest. We're going to get an explanation for that later, but first, I was like, "How did he pull that out of there?"
1: Yeah, and and like you said, there's an explanation later, but how does he have all of their weapons? Yes, didn't we have a moment where Sentinel put them away? Uh, I mean, that would just be ignoring canon. Wait, let me check my notes. Oh, Michael Ryan. (laughs)
0: But uh, now that they got their guns back, Blitzwing wants to kick Autobot skid plates. But uh, Liar screams like, "Oh, I would never do that." And back on the bridge they're out of the storm now I guess and Sentinel sends Bertner andy, whatever they are to check on the prisoners but the door explodes when they get to it and here's the Decepticons
1: yeah it turns out Swindle has jammed uh, the alarms with some device and then he uses another device to put the twins in stasis uh, and he <laughs> explains that he bought it from the Quintessons yep you get this thing
0: on Quintessa wonderful people there like all the oil he can drink and it's so smooth whatever whatever it is and Blitzwing's like yeah man that's great but we need to crush these Autobots and Jez wants to Call for help, but Sentinel won't let Cybertron know this happened on his watch. He'd rather go offline, and Lugnut's like, "We can arrange that." Commercial break.
1: And when we come back, Optimus gets a call. It's from Sentinel Prime, and it's just—I can't remember what it is. Jazz Weasel or something. What is it? Broken Lance. Broken Lance. There you go. Uh, So he, Optimus, realizes, "Oh, this means Sentinel's in trouble." He doesn't, you know, want to get in trouble from uh, Cybertron, and he. Oh, he's gonna help like an idiot but on back on the ship the Decepticons uh they take out Jazz and Sentinel there's a little bit of fighting and then Swindle convinces Lugnut to let them live basically so he can sell them for parts
0: yeah and also in the meantime they can use them as a bargaining chip to find out where the Autobots are keeping Megatron and back with the because they still think you know they have him somewhere and back with the others Optimus needs to get to that ship and Dr. Sumdeck says well we could try using the space bridge but Bulkhead says there's some strange transwarp energy coming from inside it.
1: Yeah, and he can't get a lock on it, but uh, guess who can? Sorry, because fuck off. <laughs>
0: Yeah, she types in some more stuff. Bang, all set. And Bulkhead's like, well, the thing is holding. Whatever she did worked, and we can get you there, but we might not be able to bring you back. But he's going to go anyway.
1: Yeah, that's, that's very optimist of him. So oh, he, yeah. he jumps into the space bridge, and on the elite guard ship, I like that Swindle does this. He gives Sunstorm and Ramjet their appropriate g1 helmets or interpretation thereof
0: because now i even start calling them ramjet instead of liar starscream
1: because now he looks exactly like him yeah 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 uh it's a good idea on the artist's part um but Optimus then climbs out of swindle's chest (laughs) yes
0: (laughs) it comes out of the drawer Lugnut immediately accuses Swindle of collaborating with the Autobots, but Swindle's like, I'm not collaborating, man. It's, this, is, this drawer, I guess, is his private transwarp frequency to my private storage dimension.
1: That, which is okay. a, yeah, that's a cool thing for a swindle. It's like a bag kinda, of holding from yeah, D D. Yeah, very much so. Um anyway, Sentinel in the holding cell orders Optimus to attack and then to free them, and Optimus is like, no, I'm gonna even the odds. He just transforms into vehicle mode and takes off.
0: Yep, straight through them and down the hall. And Lugnut tells Swindle, All right, you guard the prisoners, we'll I'll take care of this personally. And they chase Optimus to an elevator that he got inside of and Blitzwing apparently knows the schematics of the ship or something. He says, that only goes to the Energon
1: storage hold, so he's trapped. But up in the Energon storage hold, this was the brief moment where I thought, Michael Ryan, you clever dog. Uh, Optimus bangs up some Energon and starts to throw it. He's like, oh, that should make it unstable. Starts to throw it down the elevator. And I thought, wait a minute. This looks like the elevator scene from Die Hard, when he throws the C4 attached to a chair and a computer monitor down. Even the angles are the same. And it goes down, it blows up, and knocks the Decepticons back. And then it blows up, just like Die Hard. And I was like, wait a minute! And Optimus gets knocked on his ass in front of an air duct, and I was like, he's gonna do it! And he (laughs) did it!
0: And when he's in there, he just starts bitching about the situation that he's in, that he's entirely responsible for being in. Oh, I
1: know, but that's the scene from Die Hard! It's, you I know, have it's like, come not on to the seen that movie Except, in so yeah, long. Yeah, okay, yeah. It's, oh. he, it's something like, hey, come out to on. the coast. We'll get together. Have a few laughs. But here he's like, eh, transwarp me onto this ship. Rescue my old buddy from a bunch of Decepticons. It'll be fun. But uh, back with
0: Swindle, he figures these guys aren't going anywhere, so he's off to loot the ship because that's a no processor er <laughs> Like that, <too. laughs> oh, boy. Immediately, as soon as he's gone, though, the screws come out of the vent that drops down, and Optimus drops in with all these... Cables attached to him.
1: I do like that they drag that out a little bit where like the first screw he, Wee 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 and then yep. falls, and then they go to the second and the third, and you cut down, you see Sentinel and Jazz just waiting, and then he falls down. But uh Sentinel's a dick to him. As soon as Optimus frees him, he's still a dick because <laughs> Yeah, you
0: disobeyed an order and blah, 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 and oh, this is going to happen and that, but now the Decepticons are back.
1: Yeah, and Optimus tells Jazz, uh, hey, go to the bridge and turn on the freezing unit something decontamination, and then he breaks a steam pipe and fills the room with steam Yep,
0: yeah, but while he's saying that you notice his autobot logo is flashing and you can hear like morse code going in the background like did it kind of like yeah yeah but they yeah. call it
1: the deus x device because we've never seen it before and we're never gonna see it again even though it's incredibly useful
0: <laughs> but uh yeah Jess jazz is out of here and uh blitzwing points out he's getting away and lug let not letting anyone escape today so he uses his punch attack and just blows a hole in the ship and they all get sucked into space and commercial break
1: and when we come back you find out this was actually kind of a smart move on Lugnot's part in that out in space the decepticons can fly but the autobots are helpless except he didn't account for the twins yep
0: Jetfire and jets form they transform and attack and optimus can still use his axe as a rocket booster he grabs onto sentinel and sentinel's still fucking screw you and you're a dickhead let oh. me go and all the shit you're going to be in I and- give the
1: orders around here my dick is really big <laughs> yeah
0: but optimus grapple things the ship and sentinel wants to fight the decepticons but optimus is like man they're a lot more dangerous when they aren't in stasis cops so it's like oh there's a little
1: jab yeah. <laughs> uh, so on board uh sentinel is stealing from the ship he just has a moment of like should i help now fuck him yes. and then outside <laughs> optimus throws sentinel at Lugnut. he just like spins him around he's like trust me on this one throw sentinel at Lugnut. sentinel uh gets his little lance out whatever it is and like punches sentinel out knocks him away and then turns to optimus is like i give the orders what are you doing like it it fucking worked you yeah exactly you just took out the biggest decepticon (laughs) like it's not megatron but it might as fucking well be the other autobots aren't so lucky well no because then the blitz comes blitzwing comes in and like freezes sentinel
0: yeah and because he's going on about oh i'm the leader i'm the leader i'm the leader blitzwing's like well if you're the leader tell them to surrender or else their leader gets it
1: so optimus surrenders but he actually looks to the Trust to the trust. He looks to the twins and he's like, "Trust me," and they do. And then Optimus Sentinel and the twins are all put in stasis. And Blitzwing starts laughing about how Jazz's uh, whatever freezy plan wasn't gonna work.
0: Yeah, because uh, Optimus, you know, said that plan out loud. Next time, you should keep your plans to yourself. So now he's gonna make Autobot snow cones, and he hits the switch, and the hoses come down. But. Then they just aim at the Decepticons and freeze them instead.
1: Yeah. Okay. So the Decepticons are frozen and then Jazz shows up and Optimus explains, oh, the real plan was the Cybertronian optical code, which we've never seen before. And then my <laughs> note just says, Michael Ryan. <laughs> Sentinel offers Optimus a post in the Elite Guard and he's like, no, I have work back on Earth and back on Earth. Bulk, He's losing the signal. Yep. that
0: that we now know is swindle's chest drawer and the reason why he's losing it is because swindle escaped in a shuttle while they were busy really and uh he's like oh we may not be able to get him back and sorry says oh, i can do it and dr sumdak's like oh that won't no, be necessary no no
1: paul she says i can fix it <laughs> and then she says the dumbest fucking line in this episode which i had to write down because <laughs> sumdak dismisses her and she says quote Listen to me, Dad. I know stuff, and I know why I know stuff. That time I upgraded myself with my key, I must have upgraded my processor or my brain or whatever. Or my brain or whatever. That's the closest you get to an explanation, is that it upgraded her processor or her brain or whatever. But, (laughs) Paul, she knows why she knows stuff.
0: But, yeah, what Dr. Sundeck meant when he says that won't be necessary, though, is that... The elite card chips right there. Like we, we, don't need to get the space bridge going. They're already here. And Optimus gets out, and Sentinel actually salutes him
1: first. So, so there's that. Yeah, but then we go back to Cybertron. I guess he's having a parade, and in the <laughs> middle of this parade, he announces his run for office of oh, what? Holy Christ! Oh, oh, then there's Omega Supreme. He appears in front of Lugnut.
0: Optimus gets to the ship and immediately runs for cover because he doesn't like the odds. Well, that makes sense, all of them against just him, and even he's barely a match for one of them, let alone all of them. So why did he come alone? He knows the ship has five Decepticon prisoners on it. He knows only one of the four Autobots on board has a fucking brain. He knows if Sentinel is using their secret password from their Academy days, that he must be in trouble. Bulkhead even points out that he must be in some seriously deep shit if he's calling Optimus for help. What else could be the reason for the distress call? They get a speeding ticket from the space police for doing Warp 9 in a space storm zone? It's gotta be the Decepticons Bring some backup. Even if that wasn't the problem, at least he'd have been prepared. Sorry he's demonstrated twice now that the space bridge is in good hands with her. Take Bulkhead along. He's not needed there anymore. Prowl and Bumblebee are just standing there. Why not take them along and leave Bumblebee there? Also, if Sentinel is sending this encrypted signal directly to Optimus, why the code phrase? Why not just tell him what's going on? You know Optimus is going to tell his Autobots everything.
1: Here we are at the end of another episode of Defenpiss Decepticon Air. Paul, what did you
0: think? I've never seen Con Air, so I don't know how many references there were to that. I completely missed all the Die Hard stuff. I haven't seen Die Hard in so damn long, long overdue. But I thought it was alright, maybe two and a half stars for a Mike Ryan episode wasn't. Horrible. It's a good Optimus episode if you like him. And as much as I can't stand Sentinel, it's a good Sentinel episode. Like, it's
1: he's that character. <laughs> yeah, but I wanted growth from him now. I, I will agree with you that this is probably the best Michael Ryan episode there is. But yeah, we,
0: we could have had some growth. What I, my biggest problem with this episode was that this could have been. The Jazz episode. Like, really he's the about. only Autobot left and has to retake the ship, all Cyber Ninja, sneaky, beaky like, kind of like Die Hard. And, but, yeah, they really don't get jazz to do much besides fly the ship.
1: Nothing really happens, which is my biggest problem. Sentinel doesn't really grow. He's just the same again, even though he and Optimus just had that the moment over Black Arachnia recently where they should have, you know, they should be more mature as a team now. It's not going to happen. Uh you know what? Here's here's the the beautiful part. No more Michael Ryan episodes. <laughs> Bye Felicia. <laughs> Uh, the next episode, Paul and I are going to review, is This Is Why I Hate Machines. Ah, uh, dear. If you uh, need somebody to hate, uh, find <laughs> us on Twitter. I'm at John Sobey, Paul's at P. McPherson One.
0: Yeah, make sure you rate and review us on your podcast app, whatever it is you listen to us with, and tell all your friends, tell everybody you know. You
1: can tell them they can find old episodes of the Transformers Nificus podcast show at transformersnificus.podbeam.com. And until the next episode, keep on transforming. See you later.
0: Valentine, you don't go for any gal unless you fix that stupid list of yours from top to bottom. Well, sure. Yeah, and there's dumber than my hind end. I mean, like that... that... Uh, Bobby Lynn Dexter. Tammy Lynn Baxter. Don't matter. They're all the same. Dead weight. Ooh, broke a broken nail. <sighs> Makes my skin crawl. Well,
1: I'm a victim of circumstance. I thought you'd call it your pecker.